celebrating the connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White and groomer Joey Villani. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Well, thank you, big guy. Here's the numbers. Toll-free, 1-866-405-8405. It's toll-free to ask your questions for Dr. Debbie or dog father Joey Villani. They're here for you. I see that Ladybug and she has a new friend today are both taking calls. That Who's that? That's Molly. Is she a new dog? I just noticed there's a new dog in the there's studio. There's a new dog in the studio. Good golly. Yeah. Yep. What's Good that golly. about? She's, Miss Molly. Yes. Well, she's, she, we're doing uh, pup care here. Pup care? Instead of daycare for kids, this is pup care. So, here at the studio. Here at the studio. Is that okay so with the boss? So that was okay? You know what? The boss actually said okay because this dog is actually smaller than the boss. Yeah. So she's only five pounds. She's the smallest one now, so everybody just kind of steps over. And the boss is tipping the scales at 16 pounds. Yes, he is. So, uh, so I understand that. Oh, yeah, Wait, who's 16 pounds? Uh, the boss. You yeah. know, if anybody comes and says, we want to talk to the boss at Animal Radio, we send the cat out. Boo. The cat out. Boo. Uh, yes. Oh, the cat. Okay. Because I, I think you meant Ladybugs. Ladybugs no 16 pounds. <laughs> Hardly the boss here, Ladybugs. Yeah. No. Hey, big show for you today. We have uh, executive producer Michael Levitt for the Great American Dogathon. Hopefully the first of maybe a couple or three interviews with maybe Hillary Swank down We're the line. crossing our fingers. I'm going to ask him today if we can get Hillary. Hillary Swank. On the, yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah. I agree. This is another one of those uh, Thanksgiving specials that will be on the same day as, ironically, Thanksgiving, which is all usually on a Thursday. Of course, we start with the Macy's, which I don't watch. And, of course, I don't watch the football, but I'll watch the dog show, the NBC uh, Perina Best. What do they call it? National Dog Show. National, National Dog, Dog, Dog Show. Show. Seems so simple. I don't know why I can't remember that. <laughs> and then in the evening, there's the Great American Dogathon. You switch on over from NBC over to Fox, and it's going to feature Betty White, Paul Abdul, Kristen Bell, Leanne Rimes, Carrie Ann Naba. I can't wait. Josh Dumal, uh, Scarlett Johansson. I got uh, my day planned. Yeah, um, so it's a great day of animal TV, pretty much. Finally. And I like that. Yes. We'll be exciting. talking to the big executive producer of the Top Dog over there in just a few minutes right here on Animal Radio. Also on the show today, as we do every year, we visit with David Fry and John O'Hurley. And this week, it's David Fry from the National Dog Show, and he'll tell us the new breeds. Every year, they have new breeds in the dog show, some weird names and, that yeah, I can bizarre. never pronounce. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, that's where... Um yeah. That's where I get my haircut. Oh, my haircut! On my advice, um, you look at you look at the dogs and how the AKC is styling them, and um, and if any any groomer that uh, that knows anything and smart will actually study that show and watch, look at every haircut and every breed, so you can duplicate it. Wow! So you're not talking about your personal haircut. You're talking about <laughs> the haircuts that you well, perform. No, sometimes, sometimes you know, I sometimes I hand strip. You know, so I, I I hand strip the sides of my head and I look like a wire fox terrier. So. <laughs> Good luck. So, Joey, what are you going to be yapping about later, anyway? We're going to be talking about burrs. Burrs? Okay, because this is burr season. Oh, like... You know know the burrs, like like that you get from the bushes and foxtail grass and the... Exactly. That's what we're going to be talking about, because that's becoming an issue at this time of year. How about you, Tammy? What are you working on there in the newsroom? Well, you know, you go and you go buy your pet food, right? And you, sure. you look at the labels, and we look, now now we're taught to kind of look at the ingredients too. After all the you know tainted pet foods and all kinds of stuff, we're, we're really trying to go, do a good job. But a new study was done in California that shows what the label says is there may not be there at all. Mm. Uh huh. And what is there 
may be something that you don't want to have your pet have. So it's like, why do we even have labels? This study is the first one to shed a light on this. They actually use DNA testing to see what was in the food, so they really do have a handle on it. Now the question is, what are we going to do? Okay, well, that's on the way right here on Animal Radio. Let's talk to you now. one 405 Hi, Pat. How are you doing? Hi, good, thank you. Where are you calling from today? I'm calling from Tennessee. You are on with Dr. Debbie. Hi, how you doing? Very good. What can I do for you today? Um, I heard a caller call in on your show a while ago and mention that they had a dog who had cracked his teeth because they were chewing on some bones. Uh-huh. And we give, we've got a miniature schnauzer who's got very powerful teeth, and uh, we give her those Nyla bones. They're the really hard plastic ones. And she okay. goes through those like... Every couple of weeks, we got to replace them. And I was wondering if those are good for her, if we should be using something else. Well, in general, I think those are really good substitutes when we're talking about the alternatives from, you know, true bones to finding something that's going to be an acceptable alternative. Um, and I think the Nyla bone products are really um, pretty durable. But if you're doing what it sounds like you're doing when they start to show some signs of pieces being chewed or kind of getting broken down, that you toss it and you replace it. Um, because you can even still run the risk that, um, you know, a piece of that bone could get chewed up and swallowed and cause an obstruction. So if they're starting to really get um, some significant damage on that item, no matter how good it is, <laughs> it's best to replace that. Um, and, and you could still feasibly maybe have a situation where um, a dog could crack a tooth on something like a Nyla bone. But um, if they hold up fairly well um, through regular use, then you'll have less of a problem with that than, say, a, a meat bone or steak bone. And there are some different types of the Nyla bones and the Nyla products. Um, a lot of those types of things, like the Kong toys, um, I'm a real fan of those. If, if your schnauzer is really um, a, an avid chewer, I think those kind of products hold up very well. Um, the main thing is we want to avoid toys or chew items that have little corners um, that have soft parts that can be broken off easily and then with some of the edible type bones you know we watch to make sure that you know they may be edible um, but we we have to watch out because some of those corn based cornstarch based bones or um, potato bones carrot bones all of those things can cause just as much a concern what for about rawhide uh, you always hear rawhides trouble uh-huh yeah and you know I, I like rawhides but I like them in the right uh, use. Um, I'm not a real fan on those little flip chip kind of things um, or the knotted rawhides, but I do like there's a type of rawhide that's a compressed rawhide. And if you have a dog that is an avid chewer and needs to have something to gnaw on and maybe he's not a fan of some of these things like the Kongs or the Nyla Bones, compressed rawhide is the next best thing that I like to use. Um, my labs, um, it could take them hours to get through one versus, you know, a regular rawhide would be, you know, 20 minutes or less in their <laughs> big, strong jaws. So, yeah, I think that that's a good alternative as well. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. How much time a week do you spend watching TV? More than you probably should? What if you could cut back just a fraction of that time to do something that could change your life, like learn another language? If learning a language appeals to you, you're listening to this station at the perfect time because Rosetta Stone is celebrating its Language for Life event with a life-changing offer. We're offering every caller an absolutely free demo. Yes, a free demo. 
To try your free demo now, you must call 1-800-954-9627. With Rosetta Stone, nothing stands in your way to learning a new language. No books, rote memorization, or boring drills. Quite simply, it's the fastest, easiest way to learn a new language, guaranteed. There's never been a better time to get started. Participate in the Language for Life event with a free demo from Rosetta Stone. Call 1-800-954-9627. For your free demo, call 1-800-954-9627. 1-800-954-9627. There is a movement. A movement to simplify. A movement to find balance. It is a movement that's defined in every Bosch kitchen. Bosch kitchens are designed to be everything a modern kitchen should be. The precise technology in every Bosch appliance was invented with you in mind. Side-opening oven doors that give easier cavity access. Induction cooktops with zones that adapt to the size of your cookware. Dishwashers with a third rack to fit cutlery, whisks, and tongs. And with flush installation, the Bosch kitchen gives you a clean, integrated, and definitively European look. There is a movement to value simplicity as a luxury. There is a movement toward perfection in every detail. There is a movement toward the 2014 Bosch Kitchen. Step up to a Bosch Kitchen package of three or more appliances and get a 10% rebate. See the new Bosch Kitchen at your Bosch retailer. Hey folks, this is Jackson Galaxy. You're listening to Animal Radio. Please do everyone a favor, spay or neuter your animals today. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Ooh, oh, yeah, Aretha Franklin, a big animal lover. What does she have, Hal? Bats, believe it or not. They're <laughs> oh, very I friendly. Want a bat. <laughs> yes. uh, and they're in her that, belfry. That, <laughs> I want a bat so badly. Yeah. I, I've started studying them, and they are so cute and so sweet. They are adorable. Uh, no, really. You've no, got, they really are cute. Take a look at them. They are. And I mean, they're, there's they're some amazing. that are ugly, but, but, but for the most part, they're cute. Especially and when they're little babies. what they yeah, can but, do. And it's amazing how many diseases they transmit, too. Ah, you get a healthy bat. Keep okay. your bat healthy. Yeah, yeah, just keep them in the house. You don't let them out so he can't pick right. up any strange diseases. Right. I got to admit, I was with Judy until I saw those videos over at the Facebook page. Uh huh. With the uh, the bats being fed at the rescue, and then we had that lady Amanda Lawler on. Uh-huh. She, uh huh. She ran the bat rescue. Bat world. There is a very famous bat. If you're on Facebook, look up Gilbert the bat. He is Gilbert. in Australia. Yes, he has his own Facebook page. He's in Australia, and he's part. He's kind of the spokes bat for an organization in Australia <laughs> that's really trying to save bats. Yeah. He's oh he's so cute I'm in love with him the spokes bat we need one of those yes, around here yeah. <laughs> I'm saying okay guys we're way off track where are uh, you guys from? okay well no speaking of Facebook of course we have the wacky Wednesday contest over at Facebook where we ask you to upload your wacky Wednesday pet pictures and then we let everyone vote and we have big time prizes for this if you don't have any pictures to upload you can go over there and vote please at our Facebook page at Animal Radio what can somebody win this week Vanna. This week, we have from Kaijin, that's K-Y-J-E-N company, Kaijin, the ginormous Haida Squirrel. Now, this isn't just a regular Haida Squirrel. Squirrel. This is a ginormous Haida Squirrel. 
No, it's one you of those. You're allowed to get me about bats, and no, now you want to hide squirrels. No, this is one of those toys. It's it's shaped like a, a little fake stuffed log with holes, and you put these little stuffed squirrels in there, and you hide them in there so your dog can find them. Oh, oh cool. that looks like a tree. Yeah, it's supposed it's to be. like a tree stump, cool. and you put these in there. And also, they're doing this thing is they're promoting their wolf pack, which is dog toy testing group. So it's a community. Oh. You, you can go online and become a part of their community and help test products for dogs. Oh, I'm up for that. Yeah, oh, yeah. That. Give me that. Give me that address. Let me tell you, I had I used to have a um, an, an AM staff that would have loved that. He loved any toy that you can hide that he had to look for. So <laughs> this, this is, is pretty cool. This is a lot like that uh, Brett Michaels school bus yeah, or uh, yeah. tour bus the where tour they have the little, little right. things that went inside the holes and the right. dog mm-hmm. kind of gives them something to work on. Yes. Instead oh, of, yeah. And you know, we want to exercise their brains. <clears throat> this exactly. exercises my brains, too. The dog had to show how how to work it. Oh. <laughs> Thank close. goodness for you had a dog, really. Yeah, Hold on. I, now, I, got, I, got, I got, you know, I always have a story. There it goes. So the same dog, what we used to do is, is we used to take a toy and we would, you know, this is when I was um, a single guy and had my own apartment. And the guys used to throw the toy around. The dog used to run back and forth. And then the new guy in the room would say, sit on the toy. Not knowing that this dog is now going to bury his nose underneath you. Oh, no. And he was a 75-pound Amstab. He was going to lift you up. Oh, no. And, you know, oh, we, we, we got much joy out of it. Let's put it that way. I get, that would be fun. <laughs> we should take a video of that. Well, uh, let's uh, go ahead and hold this picture up of this Taijin toy so you can see what it looks like. And mm-hmm. you can pick it up. Actually, we'll, cool. we have pictures over at the uh, Facebook page if you want to see that there. So we encourage you to head on over there for that. Uh, let's see. I want to find out what's coming up in just a few minutes. We'll go to the phones at one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Tammy, Miss Tammy Trujillo, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen, mm-hmm. working hard from the newsroom. What do you got going on? Well, you know, we've been talking in the news, you see it on TV, about how dogs are helping military veterans with PTSD. And the, these dogs are just lifesavers. There's an Army veteran in Ohio who his PTSD is being helped by his ducks. Huh? But... But the county he lives in in Ohio says he's got to get rid of them, and this guy is standing his ground for his ducks because he said that's what's keeping him on on, on the level ground. And uh, boy, I'm I'm throwing my support behind this guy because whatever works, whatever works. That's a violation of the ADA. There, I mean, if that's service his therapy duck. animal, his service animal. Mm-hmm. Yep. There's mm-hmm. a ten thousand dollar fine at least in there. I, I'm telling. You. I All just right. don't know if they look at ducks in that way that the same way they look at dogs. But you know. I mean, ducks can be very friendly it's whatever and works. very, very yeah. nice. Exactly. Whatever works. Whatever and for works. this particular guy, it's ducks that do the trick. For many years of my life, it was a chia pet. Was And it wasn't alive. It was actually the only <laughs> I thing I could see do. that. Yeah. This oh. has already gone to court. This, yeah. this is going through the court system as we speak. And he has gotten rid of some. I don't want to give the whole story away. But he's not giving them up. Not all of them. So we'll, we'll, we're going to be following this story and see what happens. But again, I, I'm with everybody here. Don't Whatever give it up. We'll, we'll, we'll back guys. you. We'll back you up there. Yeah, we'll back you in your there service you duck. I like that service duck. I believe we have Tammy on the phone. Hi, Tammy. Hello. How are you? Oh, not too bad. Where are you today? Such, oh, let's see. We are in Texas with a probably broken down semi-truck. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Oh, oh, I'm sorry no, to hear that. Well, that's all right. At least, we're, at least we're at the truck stop, so that's a good thing. Yes. I wish but I had some mechanical I, advice, but all we can help you with is the, is the animals, really. Yeah. yeah I can only well, offer vet advice. <laughs> 
you don't. Oh, come on. It's got four horses in it. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it has more than that, but I don't know how many horses it is. But um, we have a dog. Actually, we have three dogs, but one dog in particular, six, she's 60 years old, and I got her when she's about seven months um, from the pound, and they had said she was a mixed lab. Well, talking to people that I know that have dogs, they said she's not a mixed lab. She's actually a pit bull, blue hound, terrier, and possibly Dalmatian. So she's got a variety cross in her. Wow. Well, <laughs> We had to have surgery done on her because she had bowed a leg, and when we took her down to uh, Ohio State, they said that both of her back legs, where the hip comes down to the bend, they said that she had poor malnutrition. She was probably astray and and malnutrition. Um, Mm -hmm. And they told us, and we actually had her leg broke. They cut out the bowed section, and they plated it. Well, after this had happened, she is, like, obese all the time. We've had her on probably the best types of dog food that we could ever put her on. Uh, I have had her on the Solid Gold Holistic. Um, I have had her on, she's on, um, I believe it's uh, Eins. Uh, It's a big blue bag. And we just put her on that now, but... It's just like any type of weight loss that we put her on, she does not lose weight. She's not real active. Okay. And, and how long ago me. was the how long ago was that surgery that she had? Um, let me crawl back here in the bunk because I'm sure he's probably making this hard to hear. We're we all mean trying to fix our we're trying to fix our mechanical problems. <laughs> um, let's see. She's seven months. I would say it happened when she was probably about a year and a half to two years old. Okay, and, and how how does she get around currently? Does she seem to be um, having trouble? Is she gimping around, or does she seem like she's a pretty mobile dog now? She's she's very mobile. She's um she's couch potato. She don't like to share the couch with anybody. Um, like the week <laughs> now, I have a I have a little rat terrier, and and then my daughter has another dog that is a um you know, she's a German Shepherd Akita cross mm, okay. and she, she's only about seven months now those two are very active and, and okay. she'll go out she'll play with them but she's not very motivated to do it okay all right well there's gonna be a couple things that you know and definitely an overweight pet you know you're not alone i mean this is a huge problem and this is kind of mirroring the problem we have on the human end here with um overweight and obesity and, and actually believe it or not at least a third of pets if not up to almost 35% um, are um, overweight um, or even in the obese category. So we have a huge problem with this. So the big things that I would start off first and foremost, and in a six-year-old dog, um, I would really, before I go anywhere else and talk about diet or anything, I'm going to say I would have this baby checked and have her thyroid checked. Some okay. dogs, especially some middle-aged to older dogs, can have a, this common hormone problem where they have an underactive thyroid, and it can cause 
listlessness, slowness moving around, and it can cause weight gain. So that would be one thing I'd want to do for her benefit, because if that's the problem, wow, great, we have a supplement for that, and that's a medically treatable condition. Now, okay. obesity, if if that is normal and there's nothing else we can find medically to cause this, then we really, it's the same core equation that we look at for people. Calories have to be limited going in to to the activity level that the pet's putting out. And if she's not currently much of any kind of, uh, it doesn't have much of activity and she's a couch potato, then we really have to give her some opportunities to work on that. So um, a lot of foods, there's a lot of good foods out there. If we're serious about a weight loss diet, I would talk to your veterinarian about a prescription weight loss diet. The reason being is that there's a lot of great diets out there, but it's hard to simply limit the amount of food because you're going to miss out on the essential protein they need. Um, they may be hungry and may still want to overeat and go find food elsewhere. Um, so yeah. really to work with a prescription weight loss diet through your veterinarian is the best suggestion that I can have. And then we have to watch those treats, goodies, um, the other things that we always seem to find off of our table and hand to our pets because it all adds up very quickly. Oh, yeah. And well, then we, we've, we've cut that all out. And, and I told my daughter, because me and my husband drive truck together, she... She takes care of the three dogs and the 500 fish and the seven horses that we have on the property. Wow. So, okay, well, and we'll then, definitely try that. Definitely. And then, you know, exercise-wise, I'd say at least 30 minutes a day, up to an hour, if we can get some walking in, some kind of consistent movement um, to get okay. this gal moving. That will help, and, and that helps her to be able to eat more if she's actually burning those calories. So I would do that. And, and you know, there's also... If you try all of those remedies and we don't find that things are working, there is actually a doggy weight loss drug out there uh, that can help decrease their appetite. Um, okay. But I don't really turn to that right off the bat. Good luck with your uh, your puppy's weight loss battles. Uh, this is Dr. Debbie. We're waiting for your call here in studio at 1-866-405-8405. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. This is Animal Radio. When you travel to New York, L.A., Chicago, and other major U.S. cities, stay at Kempton Hotels, where pets of any size are always free. Until then, enter your pet in Kempton's fourth annual pet photo contest by November 30th to win fantastic prizes like a three-night getaway to any Kempton hotel, plus airfare for two on JetBlue. Enter at KemptonHotels.com slash pet contest or on Instagram and Twitter with the hashtag Kempton Pet Contest 2014. Sit, stay, and play at Kempton Hotels. Are you putting your money into an IRA, pension, or 401k? Then I hope you're prepared to lose 30, 40, 50% or more of your retirement savings. Because it's not a question of if the market crashes again. It's a question of when. It's going to happen. Did you know there is a way you can protect and grow your wealth safely and predictably every single year? The people using this approach didn't lose a penny when the market crashed in 2000 or 2008, and they won't lose a penny in the next crash. In fact, their money will continue to grow safely year in and year out, even when stocks, real estate, and other investments tumble. A free report detailing this savings program is now available. This free report shows how you can get guaranteed growth, safety, and wealth-building power without risking your retirement in the Wall Street casino. This is the best way to have a 100% secure retirement. It far outperforms any IRA or 401k. 
To get this free report, visit bankonyourself.com. That's bankonyourself.com. Bankonyourself.com. I'd say 10, 4, 5, 12. How many different beers do you think Sam Adams brews in a year? I think Sam Adams brews about 10 different beers. I can think of the Boston Lager. Summer Ale. Summer Cherry Wheat. Ooh, Cherry Wheat. Rebel IPA. Sam Adams brews over 60 different styles of beer a year. I'm shocked. This is crazy. So obviously we were wrong. I had no idea Sam Adams made this many. These these go up against some of the best beers across the world. I'm kind of impressed. <laughs> this definitely changes my perspective on Sam Adams. Boston Beer Company, Boston Mass. Take it responsibly. The movie. Six Second Review starts now. Finally, a superhero movie for the whole family. Big Hero 6's big adventure. Big action and big fun. Let me in. The wait is over. Frank and Lloyd are back and dumberer than ever. Dumb and Dumber 2 now playing. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies with thousands of quality products at low prices every day so you save on every order. Visit fosterandsmith.com. I'm Tammy Trujillo. The controversy over dogs and Ebola continues. The husband of the Spanish nursing assistant who recovered from Ebola, but whose dog Excalibur was killed, says he is very angry. Javier Limon says X was the son the couple never had, and that officials never gave him a chance to argue against the decision to put X down. At least one online petition trying to save Excalibur had nearly 400,000 signatures. Meanwhile, Nina Pham, the nurse from Dallas who beat Ebola, has since been reunited with her beautiful King Charles Spaniel, Bentley. Here in the U.S., officials have opted to quarantine any animals that might be suspect. It, it's very unfortunate with Excalibur, and um, it, it just, it, I guess it's because it was really was the first situation that we dealt with. They, didn't, they just didn't know how to deal with it. Well, but you know where panic. fear comes from. It's really from. unfortunate. Fear is the lack of knowledge. Yep. Yeah, you're, 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 you're 100% right. You're 100% right. What's really bugging me about the whole situation, I'm so, I, let me say, I'm really glad here in the United States we're not taking a knee-jerk reaction to it like they did in Spain, and that cost Excalibur his life. But, you know, we had this story on a couple of weeks ago that dogs are one of the few animals on this planet that actually can create um, a, a defense against something like Ebola. And I'm just scratching. Yeah. And I'm scratching my head here, Judy, saying, look, if dogs can do that, why are we not looking at dogs for the answer yes. to all of this? Mm-hmm. Well, this, this story comes on the heels of all the recent recalls we've had of tainted pet food in the last year or so. Tests done at Chapman University in Orange, California, show that you should not trust that what's on the label of your pet's food is actually what's in the package. Researchers looked at both wet and dry cat and dog food, and they used DNA to determine what types of meat the foods actually contained. And about 40% of them had meat that was not listed on the label. Wet foods are more likely to be wrong than dry foods. The ingredient that was most often present but not listed was pork which is a very common allergen for pets, and that really could cause a problem for an allergic animal. The study, of course, could not determine if the mislabeling was accidental or intentional, and the FDA has been told about the results. Well, you know there's that saying that a dog is man's best friend, woman's best friend, too. In Prattville, Alabama, recently, one dog turned out to be the best friend of the police. Officers were serving a search warrant on a suspected meth lab. A man ran from the house, followed by his dog. An officer caught up to the dog, pointed to the running man, and said, Go get him! Well, the dog, named Bo, took off with officers in tow. And Bo found the man. He was hiding in some very tall grass. And officers arrested the man when they went to where the dog had stopped and was standing there wagging his tail. Okay, before I rudely interrupt that, the dog was probably so high from the meth fumes, he just took off. 
Yeah, well, he wasn't very loyal. You always think of dogs being loyal, but geez. Well, he was loyal. He went to find his master. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> here he is. Here he is. He, oh, th- he thought he was doing a good thing. There's my daddy. <laughs> I'm Tammy Trujillo. Get more breaking animal news anytime at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies. Visit FosterAndSmith.com for pet supplies selected by veterinarians with 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Doctors Foster and Smith, your trusted source for quality, affordable pet supplies. Veterinarian owned with veterinary expertise behind every product. Doctors Foster and Smith has thousands of name brand pet products, including pet medications, all with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Low prices every day, so you save on every order with free shipping on orders $49 or more. Fast service delivered right to your door. Shop online at fosterandsmith.com because your pet's health and happiness come first. You know canine caviar for their great human grade ingredients in your dog's food we now continue that tradition and excellent pet nutrition with seven single serving cat food trays we love our cats and dogs and that's why we're featuring all human grade tuna salmon and chicken proteins with other hand chosen ingredients to promote proper nutrition they're in environmentally friendly recyclable bpa free plastic trays look for canine and feline caviar products at your local pet supply store or online for more information call 800-392-7898 So much has changed since GEICO started saving people money over 75 years ago. We weren't attached to our smartphones like today. Smartphones didn't exist. If you wanted to talk to someone, you just hollered out your back door. Hey, Darla, want to go steady? No chance? Okay, then. We had no privacy. But hey, with GEICO, we always had good car insurance. GEICO, saving people money on car insurance for over 75 years. Animal Radio's Hero People is underwritten by Zuterin, a non-surgical alternative to dog castration. One injection provides a safe, permanent, and virtually painless alternative to surgical castration. Learn more at www.zuterin.com. That's Z-E-U-T-E-R-I-N.com. Oh, it is time for my favorite part of the show. Sorry, Joey. It is the Hero of the Week. And I love the hero person because they're doing something for animals. One animal or a lot of animals, they're all doing something above and beyond the call of duty. And if you know somebody like this, you should nominate them by sending Judy an email at yourvoice at animalradio.com. Yourvoice at animalradio.com. And we'll try to give them the credit that they deserve for what they're doing. Uh, today's hero is a self-proclaimed foster failure. <laughs> and she uh, she adopted a very special little dog named Lexi. We welcome to the airwaves, Mary Fayette. How are you doing, Mary? I'm doing great. Where are we calling you today? Calling me in New York City. New York City, okay. Yes, I work in the fashion district. Oh, wow. That's, that's you're exciting. lucky there. That's yes, Lexi likes to get dressed up when she walks down the street. Well, she goes to work with you, I understand. So let's find out a little bit about Lexi. Tell listeners from the, from the beginning, Lexi's story. Lexi was posted on Craigslist as a free-to-good home. Oh. So we reached out to, to the family, explained that we had experience with dogs with disabilities, with carts, and that we would be more than happy to take her into the rescue. What's wrong you know? with her? She was born with deformed front legs, so they mm. just didn't grow or develop. Otherwise, she's healthy. Okay, and so that, that was on, was that in the Craigslist ad? Did it say that yeah. she was disabled? <laughs> yes. Yes, it did say something yeah, about her not having front arms. Why would you take legs. on a, an animal that would be uh, so much maintenance? I take in, we, my husband and I take in dogs that are either hospice, have neurological disorders, or 
they're just old. God bless you. And, yes, you know, awesome. there's tens of thousands of people out there for, for these puppies. I don't have the energy for those puppies anymore. <laughs> Give me your old, your slow ones, <laughs> and I'm really good to go. But she, um, Lexi, she's a typical puppy. She got into the typical stuff. She chewed. She, you know, except that she hopped like a rabbit. Oh, really? Okay. And so when she was seven months old, we went ahead and ordered her her wheelchair. And she got that when she was seven and a half months, and she had a lot of training, but she now owns it. So that goes on the front uh, where her two legs are? Yes. The, she has very large wheels in the front, and she, you know, she's able to cut, you know, sharp corners. She's able to maneuver around the foot traffic here in Manhattan. And What, what do people say when they see you <laughs> they see going down the street down. with Lexi? It normally takes me like 10 minutes to get from my office to my bus stop. When I have Lexi walking, it's usually about 30 minutes or more. <laughs> we take a lot of pictures, and but the most gratifying is people will come up and tell me stories about their pets that they had as a child. Uh-huh. And, you know, that, they, or they'll tell me they have a friend that has a dog that has issues. So it's a little bit of education and then sometimes just a smile and, a, you know, you're warming someone's heart. What about... Um, to tell me about some of the other dogs that you're fostering. Yeah, I foster for an, a rescue group called Posh Pets uh-huh. Rescue that's located here in New York. Um, right now we have um, we have Bromley. Bromley has a stage five heart murmur, mm. and he's about fourteen, fifteen years old. He's a little Pomeranian. What does that mean? What do you have to do extra or different? He's on medication. Okay. He takes um, you know heart meds. We make sure that he's very calm. Nothing too exciting for him. And that he eats, he sleeps, and he's well cared for and loved. And when it's time for him to go over the Rainbow Bridge, we'll be there with him. Okay. You know, there's not much that you can really do for that dog that's that age, Uh except make sure that he's not in pain, which he's not, and that he's comfortable. And then, you know, we're my husband and I will always be there when it's time for them to go over the Rainbow Bridge because we feel at least give them that dignity. Mm. Who else is in the household? My husband and me. My husband, yeah. <laughs> Thank God for my husband. He does a lot of work. <laughs> does he? Was he in for this from the beginning, or did he? Was he surprised? Yeah. Hey, I brought home the animals. <laughs> he tells me that's it, no more. Okay. And then we'll get one more, and he's like, I'll, I'll look at him. He goes, Oh yeah, we can help that one. <laughs> oh, good. So he's, he's just as bad as I am. But um, we have Bromley. We have Gabe. Gabe is a two-year-old, almost three-year-old Chihuahua that when he was four days old, he was stomped on. So he was taken to the hospital. They couldn't do much. They gave him, I got the phone call to come pick him up just to give him a place of comfort to see what happens. And they didn't think he'd make it through the week. And we've had him now for three years. He's blind. His nose is crooked. His vocal cords were damaged. And he can't walk. He has a wheelchair, too, more of a walker, but he prefers to climb out of it than do anything in it. So he's a little <laughs> bit stubborn. And then we have, um, let me see who I got. I got Pumpkin. Pumpkin is also a Chihuahua. She Somebody broke her back, and she was found on the streets in Brooklyn. And we had her checked by the orthopedic and the neurologist, and basically her spine is severed. So she just got her wheelchair last week. Oh, wow. And... 
it was funny because she wouldn't walk on it in it, and we put Lexi down with her. And as soon as Lexi wheeled by her, she took off with Lexi. Huh. You see, and their disposition, I'm sure, is 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 wonderful. In that, I complain as I tell everyone with my paper cut. But these some of these animals don't even realize that they're disabled or hurt, and they play and have lots of fun, don't they? Oh, they have a blast. I mean, Lexi, I mean, she will jump on the couch. She'll jump off the couch. She'll jump on, I mean, you would never know there was anything wrong with this dog. Well, I heard someone say that if you got one of these dogs that had the wheelchair, that one of these handicapped dogs, that you'd never go back to a regular dog. They're just so special and so much fun. Well, it takes a special person, and you are that special person. Well, thank you. But I have, you know, a lot of support. I mean, the rescue group is great. They go far and above what they need to do. I mean, we just facilitate, you know, the love, care, you know, for one dog. And, well, now it's nine. But, you know, we keep... Is that pricey? Forward. It can be. Um... You know, we do try to talk to vets that will give us discounts as a rescue group. Mm-hmm. You know, I know what the financials are for the rescue group. So if my husband and I can, you know, afford it, then we'll take care of the medical. Sure. Okay, so it's poshpetsrescue.org if you want to check out that yes. website. That They're Mary- wonderful. They have cats, dogs, little ones, big ones. Not all, you know, they have healthy ones with no disabilities. Mm-hmm. I just happen to take the ones that do. Awesome. And uh, you should check out Lexi's Facebook page, too, at uh, little-miss-lexi, L-E-X-I. And we'll put links to it over at animalradio.com. She has a gazillion likes. <laughs> More than us at Animal Radio. Yeah. <laughs> well, she'll share your page. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Lexi likes sharing pages. Well, thank you very much for taking the time out to talk with me. Thank you very much for the work that you do. You certainly are a hero in all of our hearts right now. And uh, we wish you all the best of luck in everything that you're doing. Well, thank you very much. That is, Have a great day. You too. Mary Fayette, she uh, works with a rescue called PoshPetsRescue.org in New York City. Yeah. Yeah, where she takes care of some amazing animals. God bless her. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Animal Radio's Hero People is underwritten by Zuterin, the only FDA-approved non-surgical method for sterilization of male dogs. Zuterin offers an alternative to neutering male dogs, thus helping reduce the pet overpopulation problem. One injection provides a safe, permanent, and virtually painless alternative to surgical castration. Zuterin, a permanent and cost-effective alternative to neutering male dogs. Learn more at www.zuterin.com. That's Z-E-U-T-E-R-I-N.com. This portion of Animal Radio is underwritten by Kimpton Hotels. You know your pet's cute. So why not enter them in Kimpton Hotels' fourth annual pet photo contest to win the ultimate hospitality getaway. You like that? Hospitality? Three nights at any Kimpton Hotel. Hospitality. You gotta love it. Not only the three nights at the Kimpton Hotels, but airfare for two on JetBlue. Enter before November 30th at KimptonHotels.com slash pet contest. And, uh, hey, Joey, how are you doing today? You know, those hotels are pretty plush. Well, you know, I know there's like some cheaper hotels that say, yeah, we're pet friendly. And then they have these two or three rooms <laughs> that they put you in that they seldom They're gross. Put, they're gross, but not this place. They'll let you in any of their top-notch rooms, which are really amazing. So, anyway, uh, what's going on over there? You know, I'll tell you, this was an, an issue that I wasn't really going to even, I never thought about, but I had some groomers, especially my Canadian groomers, that brought this up because I don't know if maybe in the northern 
territories that um, this is more of a problem. But we've dealt with this in New Jersey. And that's now this time of the year, I mean, before the major snowfalls, um, that the burrs from the from the bushes and from the trees oh, and the um, yeah. you know all those those I don't know whatever you want to call them those sticky um, um, round balls that get oh, stuck yes. in your dog's coat and I hate those and what they do is they not only create a lot of matting especially in the dog's ears and tails and in a lot of situations you can't get them out if you leave them there um, and you end up um, you know having to have a dog that has beautiful ears and tail and you have to clip them down or in layman's some terms shave them and then you you know you lose all that beauty so and also when they get caught up like in the dog's pads of their feet and all they can um you know cause irritation which um eventually the dog starts chewing on and makes it worse and then they go see dr deb so dr deb i'm not trying to take any money away from you um because i know that's part of the practice but um what you want to do is if you're a pet owner that likes to take their dog out in the woods or in the grassy fields and um or you have a backyard that's um you know very has a lot of brush what you want to do is make sure that you check your dog thoroughly okay check the ears check the tail check the inside of the pads okay and make sure you tell your groomer if your dog is is common to get a lot of burrs you know make sure that you um check my the pads of my dog's feet because what they can do is they can actually remove the hair if necessary um to get them out or sometimes leaving the, the coat in there for a, a little bit longer makes it more of a protection but you still have to go in there and take them out and with brushing and combing you can get them out what you don't want to do is leave them for any length of time because what it's going to do is just create more knots, more matting, and also could cause some irritation. You probably see a lot of those. What do they call those? I know there's a name for it. Well, there's foxtails. Yes, which foxtails. Like, or they call them um, sheep's heads. But the, he's mentioning even some of the round ones, and, and I had this experience with Nikki. I mean, that hair coat of hers grabs everything, and I spent hours every night when we were out at the lake brushing and combing out these things. Because if you're right. If you leave them, it's just it's a nightmare. <laughs> you got to stay on top of it. We've had situations where I've had dogs that were extremely knotted that you had to cut them down. And in the middle of a of a mat, maybe about two inches deep into the mat, you feel something poking through. Like, what is this? And as you start playing with it, you realize it was, um, you know, one of these foxtails or whatever the round ones are, especially. I don't know what they're called. I know the foxtails provides good business for you, Dr. Debbie. It's got to be like, uh, I think they get them like in their mouth and abscesses and in their they ears. They migrate everywhere. I've removed them out of vaginal areas, oh. um, ears, nose, eyes. Um, so, yeah. They go everywhere. <laughs> this is Animal Radio, baby. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. I just got a sneak peek at the toys that were given away at our Facebook Wacky Wednesday photo contest. Did you see that? They are so cute. And uh, you could win this by uploading your Wacky Pet Pictures this Wednesday for Wacky Wednesday on Facebook. If you don't have Wacky Pictures, go ahead and head over there and vote on some of the Wacky Pictures. We'll head back to the phones in just a couple of seconds here. David Fry from the National Dog Show is on the way in just a few minutes. We're also going to talk to this Michael Levitt guy. He's the executive producer of the Great America Dogathon, And uh, apparently they're going to be doing something on Fox happening. We'll find out more about that in just a couple of minutes. That's another Thanksgiving Day event. Uh, this portion of Animal Radio is underwritten by Stellan Chewies. They now offer the uh, new size of raw frozen dinner dog treats. 
Well, they're not that new. They're I mean, not that new, but they're, I, I still think they're the great travel pack. It's they, just the right size to take when you're going on a, just a short trip. What she says there, the Chewy's Chicken Dinner, the Simply Venison, the Stella Super Beef, the Duck Duck Goose, the Phenomenal Pheasant are all yours one a day, perhaps? I don't know. They're just perfect sizes for variety, giving your pets a little bit of variety. And then maybe if they might like one more than the other and you could buy the big package. They're uh, three ninety nine where Stella and Chewy's is sold. Let's go help Denise. Hi, Denise. How are you? Hi. Where are you calling from today? I'm calling from Los Angeles, and I have a, a my, my little buddy is a Doberman. Uh, he's uh, almost five years old, and he's he's really sweet. He's practically a big puppy, but I think he's having bad dreams that make him uh, uh, aggressive because three times since we've had him, he's woken up uh, suddenly and... Uh, I don't know if he doesn't know us or not sure where he if he's not sure where he is, but uh twice there was biting and actually the last time was this Thursday and he bit me in several places. Mm. When wow. I tried to keep him from biting my eighty five year old mother. So Oh no. Yeah. So, so does I'm he have pretty shaken up because yeah, and is this just something recently that's come on? No, uh, it, uh the first time it, it's it, it doesn't happen very often, and the first time it was just the growling. He woke up suddenly and started growling at something that, not even at me, but as if he saw something next to me. But mm-hmm. I was sitting on the floor, so this was really intimidating. <laughs> uh, sure. And then uh, the next time he was uh, curled up, and this was last a year, last January, he was curled up, and uh, he bit me on the face Well, because I had this ritual ever since the first time, you know, where I wish him good night and rub and pet and thinking I'm helping. And uh, I got bit on the face. And uh, But it hadn't happened again since last Thursday. So it doesn't happen often. But still, that's any time a human is bit by a dog, especially in the face. You know, we got to, you know, stop and reassess here. Yeah. So when, at other times when he's not dozing, not sleeping, do you, have you had any incidents where he growls at you, where he snaps, or like say he doesn't want to get off the couch if you need to get on the couch? Uh, no, not me. Uh, my mother uh, says that he has growled at her, but I can't get details from her because, you know, she's, on up there in years, so I can't get okay. what, you know, was he asleep? Was he, you know, what was going on? What was, so I'm not sure. Okay. Uh, but not, certainly not to me, and I walk him a lot, I brush his teeth, I, you know, I'm involved with him quite a bit. Okay. Uh, the only other, you know, ones he would, uh, uh, that might have problems with it are the cats, but then that's, yeah, many dogs have problems anyways with cats. <laughs> that, that's a whole other issue. <laughs> so in this situation, there's there's some distinctions that we would need to make. And the first one that I was kind of asking about is whether or not we see episodes of aggression or dominance displays that he has at other times. Because if a dog is doing those type of uh, behaviors, growling when they're disturbed, um, resisting being moved, um, failing to follow direct commands from other people in the home, not just one person, 
children, then, then that can be a behavioral driven problem. The, the way we figure this out is trying to ascertain whether or not he's awake when this is happening or if it's happening before he's actually aroused. And, and a dog that's growling or biting before they're actually awake, we may be dealing with a type of an REM sleep disorder. Um, but if he's doing it after he's awake, then we're more likely leaning into something that's behaviorally driven, um, and that would be the, the focus that we'd be working on. Um, so certainly working with a veterinarian and maybe a behaviorist are going to be the way we're going to need to do this. And, and I would certainly so I'm always, always... If a specialist I should be looking for, could I expect any veterinarian to uh, uh, be able to find out if something's wrong with his dog? You know, well, if it's an REM issue? Yes, and there definitely needs to be some basic things you have done first, and that's going to start with basic lab work where they're going to want to check hormones, like for thyroid problems, check a, maybe a bile acid to check for any kind of liver issues. That's going to be the basic thing. And the next step is going to be also getting good, unfortunately, if it's intermittent, it may be hard to get good videotape on this. Yeah. Um, but that is really for, for many situations where we'll help to make that distinction. Um, but beyond that, your veterinarian would want to make sure everything medically is okay. And then um, if they don't have a behaviorist in the area, in many cases we will try some different medications if it is an REM sleep disorder. The challenges we're going to have is that with it being so intermittent, it's going to be hard to really put a success in, in how well we're doing measuring that. Yeah, but there are some anticonvulsant medicines. There's potassium bromide, and there's also one called clonazepam, which we'll use sometimes for this. Um, but I think getting a behaviorist, and that's something that if you if your veterinarian doesn't have a resource for you um, in that area, you can go to um, the Internet and look for the American, uh, I think it's the behaviorist, uh, Veterinary Behaviorist Society, and, and find um, a good quality uh, professional in your area there. There are some certain things you can do if you see, uh, like a neurologist. Um, I don't know, starting off the at the get-go that you need to go there yet, I would certainly work with your individual veterinarian first on that and see. And then the other thing, no matter what's being done and what avenue you're going with, I I would have to suggest that we make some modifications to the sleeping arrangements um, because of the risk of human injury here. So that might be separating him in another room to allow him to sleep separately or even to have him created when he's sleeping. And this is just where human safety does trump all things. Um, So So um, while you're getting out with us in the in the uh, den and you know falling asleep at our feet. Yeah, you, you really have to control the situation and yeah. to think ahead when it might occur. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, definitely if it's happening more and more often, um, you, I think you'll have more motivation to do that. But you know, any bite in the face, man, that that motivate me pretty quickly uh, to um, make some lifestyle adjustments and then seek the help you need there. Okay, well, I sure appreciate it because I don't, I, I don't scary. Know what to do. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. Denise, you're so calm. I would be totally freaked out if, if that was happening to me. So I applaud your, your composure here. Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White and groomer Joey Villani. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. This hour, David Fry will be joining us, of course, the host for the National Dog Show, Brought to you by Perina over on NBC on Thanksgiving Day. And uh, that is, of course, what I do on Thanksgiving Day instead of watching the football. Joey seems to figure out how to do both. I don't know if he has screen and screen or what, what the whole deal is there, but uh, you'll you watch it. you got to have a couple of, you gotta have a couple of um, 
TVs on the house. Sure. And, you know, so you go from you go from room to room because I don't know if, if, if in an Italian household, if you ever there for um, Thanksgiving, the food, there's food all over the place. So you go in this room, you eat a little <laughs> bit, you watch a little TV, you go in this room, you eat a little bit, you watch a little TV. But I watch, I'm, I'm, I'm a dog show guy, so I watch more of the dog show because football I can watch every Sunday. Uh, okay. Also coming up this hour, we're going to talk about Zuterin. You know, they are the sponsor of our hero, our weekly hero. Just an amazing procedure that's starting to unroll across the country, uh, which is a, uh, a non-surgical sterilization, so you don't have to put the animals under any general anesthesia. I do believe they get sedated. We'll find out in just a few minutes right here on Animal Radio. Let's take your calls first for Dr. Debbie or dog father Joey Villani. Hey, Joanne, how are you doing? Oh, hey, I'm doing fine. Sorry to keep you on hold, but you're up. What's going on? Well, you know, we've got a great... Uh, cat, and we're trying to uh, train her uh, on a leash, and we're wondering if we have any uh, tips that you can share with us. Okay, sure. Well, I got to commend you. That's uh, for some kitties. That's a big undertaking. For others, especially those that are really food motivated, you know, it's not all that difficult. Um, so, tell me about your kitty. Uh, is there a particular breed she is? Um, how does she normally respond if you ask her to do things for you or you try to uh, make her do something? She already comes. She only gets treats. I've, I've had cats before, and I've always had them come by rattling a, a can with treats in it, and that's, she only gets her treat you know, if she comes to the can. She's, she's food-motivated, I suppose. <laughs> she uh, She's a long-haired. She's all black. never had a, a pretty cat like that. Um and she loves to go outside, and she's an outside-inside cat. She's timid. Okay. Um, she's a scaredy cat. Scaredy cat in what way? Noises. You know, she's afraid of the cars and the trucks. She's afraid okay. of dogs. You know, she'll she'll hide and hunker and run in. Okay. That, that type. Because all of those all of those things that you're saying, Joanne, are going to kind of play into whether or not she's going to be a good candidate to do this and if we're going to expect her to really take to it and enjoy it. Now, for a kitty that's fearful of sounds, cars, dogs, uh, you know, I'll have to say for leash training for outside, that may not be the most enjoyable experience for her. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you really have to kind of look at what she wants to do. And if she doesn't want to do it, it's going to be harder to convince her to do that. So if it's something like walking around the backyard, if you've got a nice long property, something like that, this might be a reasonable thing to try to see how she does without all those distractions and all those other things that can kind of freak her out. Um, but yes, you can definitely work towards training her. The first step with kitties, if you do want to leash train them, is to really get them accustomed to the the fit of a harness. And um, that's the most important thing. You can use a collar. Um, however, for cats, since they can sneak out, get frightened, and slip the collar, um, I really think the only way you should do this is to do it with a body harness. Um, so you want to make sure you get her well fit. So if, you, if you're not comfortable with that, see a, someone at a pet store just to kind of help you with that so that she can't get her little arm out or slide out. Um, I, I got this. I did buy her a harness, which I'm on Kodiak Island, and we really don't have a pet store, but she's, I've gotten her associated to her harness. She, Good. She, she lets me put it on. It's no, not a, not a problem at all. And, um, and I, I, then I kept doing that, let her walk around in that and get used to it, and then I'd take it off of her and, uh, put it in an area where she sits down and, or lays down, and right now she's just come in from inside and she's, 
sitting on top of her harness and the and the leash. <laughs> but I don't, you know, the leash is more like a toy. She'll want to go after it because she likes to go after the. That's okay. That's okay. We can use that to our advantage. And, and that's one way that you can, um, have her on the harness and using, you know, preferably, I didn't even get into that as far as we want to use a light leash just so it doesn't, cats don't really dig that heavy sensation of that leash. So we want to go with a really tr- light training leash. But you can use that. Use that as a, a way to get her, um, interested in moving forward. And, um, if she wants to chase the leash, just make it a nice long one and, uh, tease her with a little bit, make her play with it or, you know, get a little feather toy, something like that to get her interested in moving forward. And that can of uh, treats, hey, that's a great thing to bring that along as well, too. Um, so, um, you know, even to get her to go a few feet is really, um, that's all we're asking. Uh, first, we want her to tolerate the leash um, and the harness, and then we want to just ask her to take a few steps. And you just work up with time um, and um, positive reinforcement with those treats. And, uh, you know, of course, I don't want to see your kitty get chubby, but um, but there, there is definitely a way. And, and uh, you know, whether or not in those other situations where she'll really take to this, um, you know, try to control the, her environment and do that in a safe, quiet place so that she'll feel more comfy with uh, with that experience. Keep up at it and let us know how that comes along. We will be anxiously waiting to hear how things are going there up in Alaska. Judy, uh, she, she walks her cats all the time. I do. And she my, does. My cat travels in the RV and just, I open the door of the RV and he walks from the house out on the sidewalk and walks right into the RV and gets up on the dash and he's <laughs> ready to go. It's the weirdest thing to see, I'll tell you right now. <laughs> 1-866-405-8405. That's the number to connect toll free to our dream team. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the dream team now at 1-866-405-8405. Animal Radio is underwritten by Natural Balance Pet Foods, the finest food and treats you can buy for your pet. No matter which formula of Natural Balance Pet Food or solution-oriented treat you choose, it will truly be the food for a lifetime and a treat to treat them right. Visit naturalbalanceinc.com to learn more. Hi, I'm Jimmy Van Patten, and I'm here to talk to you about our solution-oriented treats for cats and dogs. Natural Balance Pet Foods offers several nutritious treat formulas with tasty solutions for pets. Our treats feature unique ingredients like venison, duck, and salmon, accented with cranberries and pumpkin, and offer grain-free options. At Natural Balance, our philosophy is to provide pets and their owners the food for a lifetime. Natural Balance treats truly treat them right. For more information, visit naturalbalanceinc.com. I would like to invite you to participate in a brief survey on personal values. I'll make a statement, and you simply think agree or disagree. Ready? Here we go. Statement one. My life is complicated, so I appreciate simplicity. Agree or disagree? Two, I tend to make my own decisions, which may or may not be the popular ones. Three, when buying luxury products, I don't mind paying for the best, but I hate to overpay. Four, I value both form and function. And five, I value pure, clean design. Now, if you agreed with these statements, you are the type of person for whom the 2014 Bosch Kitchen was designed. With unrivaled European design, it's a kitchen designed around our mutual values. It's a kitchen designed around life, on your terms. The 2014 Bosch Kitchen, perfection in every detail. Step up to a Bosch Kitchen package of three or more appliances and get a 10% rebate. See the new Bosch Kitchen at your Bosch retailer. 
Now is the time to get down to your local Kubota dealer for a great deal on a new Z700 zero-turn mower during Kubota's Gear Up and Go sales event. Need maximum productivity? Want outstanding terrain performance? How about an ergonomic design for optimum control? The Z700 is the new standard for turf care professionals. And right now, you can get great financing, a great price, and great terms. See your local Kubota dealer now. For more information or to find a participating dealer, go to Kubota.com. Hi, I'm Charlotte Ross on Animal Radio. Please remember to stay and neuter your pets. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. It's Animal Radio. Celebrating our connection with our pets toll-free. 1-866-405-8405. In just a couple of minutes, we'll talk to Mike Levitt. He is the executive producer on... Uh, well, he's produced a lot of great shows, but he's producing this great American Dogathon on Fox. That happens Thanksgiving evening. I think it kicks off uh, 7-ish. But er, during the day on your Thanksgiving, you know what you're going to be doing. I know what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to be watching... <laughs> The National Dog Show on NBC, as we do every year. It's a tradition. I know, Joey, you'll do the picture-in-picture uh, picture thing and watch a little football at the same time, right? Same thing, same thing. But that's why I get, I get my all my new dog styles is from the dog shows. I watch, make sure that I'm up to date on my styles, because you know what? That's the Bible. That really is for you, isn't it? Okay. No, it is. Absolutely. If, 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 if haircuts and on breeds are going to change, the first place you're going to see them are at the top dog shows. So you study them, and every groomer should do this so they know that they're in style. Mm. Host of the show, well, there's a couple of them. We have, of course, David Fry and John O'Hurley. David Fry is joining us as we do every year. Hi. How are you doing, David? I'm doing great. How are you guys? Very good. It sounds like you're in a very... Very uh, happening atmosphere right now. Where are you? That's my world. I'm uh, actually at my at the cable store, and I got hung up here, so I'm going to try and do the call from here, but I think we'll be just fine. Okay. Well, no, so there's, as usual, every year a few breeds that are added to the uh, to the show, and this year, well, let's see, I'm trying to think. Last year, you added the Rat Terrier, which I always thought was such a common breed. Why, why, why are we suddenly adding that? And then uh, you have the uh, Portuguese Podengo Pequeno. Is that how you say it? That's right. Good for you. <laughs> and the Chinook. And the Chinook. We had three new breeds last year and two this year. But, you know, we say new breeds, but they're really not new. They've been around. Most of them have been around for hundreds of years. And, and it's, just, it's just that they are newly recognized by the American Kennel Club and, and thus eligible to be on our, on our broadcast. What does it take to be recognized by the AKC? Well, there's about three things that they apply in, in some varying fashion. One, there has to be an adequate number of, of the breed in this country. Because a lot of these breeds are, are pretty recognizable in their own, in their own home countries. There just aren't very many of them here. So, it's gotta be an adequate population in this country. Um, secondly, they have to have a good geographic distribution. You can't be all living on somebody's farm in Michigan. Uh, unless it's yours, of course. Yes. And then uh, the third thing is they have to have a parent club that's advocating for them, like like the uh, like the Chinook Club of America that helps write their breed standard against which they're judged, and it helps to make sure that uh, that they're they're breeding true to type and, and those kinds of things. So those are the three main criteria. Uh, the AKC makes them jump through a few hoops and do some things to make sure that they're pre- prepared for all of this. 
and then uh, they'll say, okay, you're now eligible for uh, confirmation shows. So there's 175 breeds. Now there's 180 different breeds, but 192 breeds and varieties. So how many dogs? Well, we expect to have between 15 and 1,700 for the wow. National Dog Show this year. Wow, so, that's big. Um, that's a lot of dogs. And we only see just a portion of that show on TV. You see, you know, a dog show is uh, like a sporting event that, that that's an advancing bracket. That first they compete at the breed level, so all the Irish setters compete together. One of those Irish setters is chosen as best of breed, and it advances into the into, into its group. There's seven different groups. The Irish setter would advance into the sporting group where it competes against the other sporting breed winners like the Cocker Spaniels and the Labrador Retrievers and, and the like. And then uh, seven different groups, the, the sporting, the hound, the working, carrier, toy, non-sporting, and herding. We find seven group winners. Those seven go into the final round, and one of them is selected as best in show. And we see uh, at the National Dog Show, uh, presented by Purina on Thanksgiving Day, we see the seven groups and uh, and about half of the dogs in each of those groups, and then uh, the best in show. We are with David Fry. He, of course, hosts along with John O'Hurley the National Dog Show presented by Purina on Thanksgiving Day. I, I got to say that uh, you two have been doing this. I couldn't imagine my thing. It used to be like Dick Clark on New Year's. That was the thing that I would do <laughs> every Thanksgiving. It's you two doing this. Well, well, we're honored. You know, John and I, it's like we're, we're an old married couple, you know, and, and there are times, of course, everybody knows John from his Seinfeld days as Mr. Peterman, and there are times where he'll say something, and, and I'm not looking directly at him, but he'll say something, and I say, that was Mr. Peterman. It was. Where, where's Elaine? Where's Jerry? Where well, are these guys? Because that was Peterman sitting right next to me for that one. Well, what makes you such a great uh, couple there is that he's he's a funny guy, and you're the you're the brains. You well, know who, who doesn't smile when you look at a dog? Yeah, you of know, course. That's what it's all about, and so if we can't do that, then then we failed, and that's what this show is about on Thanksgiving Day. It's supposed to be family entertainment. I want people at home to say, "Hey, what's the deal on that poodle haircut?" Yeah, you know, tell me tell me about that, or. Tell me why this dog looks that way. Tell me why it has one blue eye and one green eye and things like that. That John is supposed to be the observer, and, and you know, John is a, is, entertains people, and we have a great time with that. And I'm supposed to be the guy that keeps us sort of back on the main track all the time. Well, uh, you have over 20 million viewers for that. Okay, I am ready. Tell us what are the breeds, the two new breeds that are, wow. <laughs> Two breeds this year. One is, is uh, easily enough the wire haired Vishla. You, know you better hold on for hold one on second. second. You better hold on. Sirens, we can't hear. <laughs> we are. Uh... <laughs> We are talking with David Fry. He has just held up a bank in... uh... I am on the streets of New York City. (laughs) Okay, so the two new breeds that we have this year. Two new breeds. The wire-haired Vishla in the sporting group, you, I think, are probably familiar with the Vishla. This is the wire-haired Vishla, which is the same as the Vishla that you see. The same as the Vishla that you see, but just has a wire-haired coat on it. It's been bred... Back years ago, was bred probably to the German wire-haired pointer, and and uh, people say that maybe there's an Airedale behind it too that brings that that wiry coat in there that's on its face and on the, on the rest of the body that, in theory, provides some sort of protection and insulation. But uh, wonderful dogs. We've we've done a press conference already for Westminster 
with one of those dogs, and it was the sweetest dog you'd ever want to be around. Mm. The other dog is uh, in the non-sporting group, looks more like a toy dog, and that's the Coton de Tulliard. Coton de Tulliard. Coton de Tulliard, which Coton is French for cotton, of course, and Tulliard is the region of Madagascar where the dogs, uh, where the dogs really kind of uh, made their debut and, and eventually went from there into Europe and from there to here. So. So a uh, wonderful little happy toy-type dog, um, again, been around for a lot of years, but was used by the traders in Madagascar to, to uh, curry favor with, with the people they were doing business with, and that's uh, how eventually a few of them got moved to Europe and eventually got to this. That's one of those dogs you look at and they not, you know, you need that, that's where you need the brush and a comb. Oh. <laughs> High maintenance is what you're saying. Well, I'm not gonna say high maintenance, but you know what? There's, there's some, you know, you gotta, you gotta do some work at home. You gotta do with them. As a matter of fact, I just had one in the salon about a week ago, and um, yeah, I mean, they, they can, they can not up easy if not taken care of, but they're great dogs. They are great dogs, and that coat, you know, people, people, unless you're gonna show the dog, there's no reason to have to grow 14 inches of coat on them. It's, uh, you can keep them cut back a little bit, and that's that's why the grooming salon is there, right, Joe? You're you're right, David. But you know, I think I think everyone realizes that a little too late. Um, they see the dog, they love the look, and they try to achieve it at home, and then they realize, you know what? Maybe we need an alternative. And, well, and you know what? They're cute. They're the cute. Cut down too. They really are. Yeah, they are. They're they're great little dogs. They, they seem to take on a whole different personality when they're cut back. Any breed, but. Remember, my original breed for 30 years was Afghan hound, so I know well of what you speak. <laughs> there you go. Well, very good. Be sure to check it out. Thanksgiving Day, if you haven't seen it yet, where have you been? Probably watching <laughs> football or something yeah. like that. It's right after the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade on NBC from noon to 2 p.m. in all the time zones. Uh, check it out with David Fry. We'll talk to John O'Hurley next week, as we usually do. Uh, always a fun couple to watch and learn so much. I, I walk away from that show knowing so much more about the dogs than I've ever known. And I say, boy, I've been in this business so long, and I still learn something from these two great gentlemen. Thank you so much, David, for joining us today. Very nice. Dogs until 2 on Thanksgiving Day. We'll look forward to having everybody in our audience. Thanks so much for having me on. There he goes. That's one amazing guy there. And, you know, we didn't get a chance to talk about what he does with the service animals, but if you want to learn more about that, I'm sure he'll be talking about that on the show. Do you know what's funny? Yes. Is um I've it's um actually this week um I've been in the pet industry for 40 years, okay? Since um 1970 November of 1974. That must make and, you um, let's see. Jeez. That makes me 49. Okay, grandpa. Anyway, the funny part about it is, is, is you're right. Every time you watch that show, you find because I, I think I know a lot about about breeds and, mm -hmm. and of course, coat type and all that. That's 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 what I do. But you you watch those shows and you definitely definitely learn so much more things. You know, you say, oh, I never knew that, and it's it's pretty cool. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Vinny Penn, Party Animal, coming at you with another Party Animal installment. I've got two words for you, two words that women cannot resist. Vinny Penn. No. They can resist that, believe me. Those words are the litter. If a girl hears that someone, a co-worker, someone has a cat, and the cat just had, had a bunch of kittens, and there's a litter, or a dog had a bunch of puppies, and there's a litter, 
They get magical. The litter? Are, are they all claimed? Are they all t- I mean, I have seven animals of my own in an apartment that doesn't allow animals, but you just said the words, the litter. And are, if there were nine kittens, they'll immediately think, are eight of them one color, but the ninth another color? Because the one that is a different color than all the others, that's the one that I want. What is it about the words, the litter? That light women, it lights them up more than donuts in the coffee room at work. Donuts in the conference room does nothing to the working woman as much as the words, the litter. Vinny Penn, Party Animal, Animal Radio. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. A mother and son accused of stealing a snake from a Cleveland pet shop were arrested when they returned to the scene of the crime, asking for books on how to care for a snake. Surveillance video taken during the crime showed that the mother and son snake sneakers worked as a team. The 15-year-old took the 30-inch baby boa constrictor from its cage, wrapped it around his neck, and then covered it with his jacket, while his mom acted as a lookout. Police say the video showed the head of the boa poking out of the kid's jacket. The snake, worth around $300, was recovered from their home and returned to Petland. A court date has been set. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. How much time a week do you spend watching TV? More than you probably should? What if you could cut back just a fraction of that time to do something that could change your life, like learn another language? If learning a language appeals to you, you're listening to this station at the perfect time. Because Rosetta Stone is celebrating its Language for Life event with a life-changing offer. We're offering every caller an absolutely free demo. Yes, a free demo. To try your free demo now, you must call 1-800-954-9627. With Rosetta Stone, nothing stands in your way to learning a new language. No books, rote memorization, or boring drills. Quite simply, it's the fastest, easiest way to learn a new language, guaranteed. There's never been a better time to get started. Participate in the Language for Life event with a free demo from Rosetta Stone. Call 1-800-954-9627. For your free demo, call 1-800-954-9627. 1-800-954-9627. You know canine caviar for their great human-grade ingredients in your dog's food. We now continue that tradition and excellent pet nutrition with seven single-serving cat food trays. We love our cats and dogs, and that's why we're featuring all human-grade tuna, salmon, and chicken proteins with other hand-chosen ingredients to promote proper nutrition. They're in environmentally friendly, recyclable, BPA-free plastic trays. Look for canine and feline caviar products at your local pet supply store or online. For more information, call 800-392-7898. Hi, I'm Junior, Director of Marketing for Fido Friendly, the travel and lifestyle magazine for us dogs. I have the best job in the world. Sniffing out hotels and destinations where they roll out the red carpet for canines and humans alike. To find out where I've been lately and to learn how you can travel like me, pick up a copy of Fido Friendly magazine at your local bookstore or subscribe online at FidoFriendly.com to find out what all the barking's about. The Movie Man Six Second Review starts now. A killer thriller about the news and its thirst for blood. It's Nightcrawler's Jake Gyllenhaal that'll have you hooked. The Man. 
The wait is over. Frank and Lloyd are back and dumber than ever. Dumb and Dumber 2 now playing. This is an animal radio news update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies with thousands of quality products at low prices every day so you save on every order. Visit fosterandsmith.com. I'm Tammy Trujillo. Here's a really sobering statistic. Over 10 million pets are lost each year, and only about 1 in 10 gets back home. There's a new company called that thinks it can do better. It's coming out with a brand new ID tag that can track a pet's location through a network of smartphones. And these tags are going to be coming out in February, and the company's partnering with the ASPCA to get them into the hands and on the collars of more pets and pet owners. And once everything is up and running early next year, it will be able to tell you where your pet is within 250 feet. Well, this next story, I've got to say flat out, it makes me mad. There's an Army veteran in Ohio who says his pet ducks help him cope with PTSD. Now, he's been fined for keeping these ducks and told he has to get rid of them. Dan Welker's already given away eight of his ducks, but he still has six, and he's fighting for a change in the law. He keeps his ducks in a fenced yard, but they always come in the house, and he says, by the way, they really do like his recliner. Director Darren Aronofsky is being honored by the Humane Society of the U.S. for using computer-generated images instead of animals in this year's biblical flood epic Noah. He says it was pretty obvious from the start that using live animals would be dangerous for the animals and that the easiest and most humane way to show the biblical animal kingdom that he envisioned was through visual effects. HSUS says the film shows that animals can be a large part of entertainment production without risking their welfare. Aronofsky will get the Humane Society's inaugural Humane Filmmaker Award at a big benefit gala in New York later on this month. I'm Tammy Trujillo. Get more breaking animal news anytime at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies. Visit FosterAndSmith.com for pet supplies selected by veterinarians with 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Doctors Foster and Smith, your trusted source for quality, affordable pet supplies. Veterinarian owned with veterinary expertise behind every product. Doctors Foster and Smith has thousands of name brand pet products, including pet medications, all with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Low prices every day, so you save on every order with free shipping on orders $49 or more. Fast service delivered right to your door. Shop online at fosterandsmith.com because your pet's health and happiness come first. At Stella and Chewies, they're dedicated to the simple proposition that pets should be healthy and happy. Their commitment to quality starts with their ingredients. Every Stella and Chewies product is made with raw, naturally raised meat, poultry, or fish sourced from USDA-inspected facilities without added hormones or antibiotics. Unlike commercial pet food, which is one of the most highly processed products on the planet, with much of its nutritional value cooked away, Stella and Chewies dog and cat food is nutritious and delicious. Learn more at StellaandChewies.com. Geico RV presents Reflections from the Road. After a few hours riding in my RV, I get in the zone. It's just me, the road, and the savings I get with Geico RV insurance. There's no more worries, no more 9 to 5 hustle. It's like I'm a caged animal set free. What's that? Is it a grizzly bear? No, it's just me switching to Geico RV insurance. Saving money, wild and free. Geico, for your RV trailer or camper. See how much you could save. Hey, I'm Eric from Sam Adams. 
Sam Adams Winter Lager is here. So good. Got a little bit of sweetness, but it goes down real smooth. A light, sweet smell to it. A little bit of orange in there. There is a little hint of cinnamon. It makes you feel like, you know, winter's around the corner and you're getting ready for it. It warms you up and it makes you feel good. I wish they served Winter Lager all year round. This is actually my favorite beer from Sam Adams. Even though it's a dark beer, it's not a heavy beer. It's definitely a good beer. This is my jam, the Winter Lager. I love this more than anything in the world. Cheers. Thank you, Sam Adams. Sam Adams Winter Lager. Enjoy it while it's here. Boston Beer Company, Boston Mass. responsibly. Radio. We'll head back to the phones in just one second. 1-866-405-8405, my friend, to talk to Dr. Debbie, Joey Volani. They're all here for you. Welcoming new affiliate in Portland, K-A-S-T-A-M. I love Portland. They're very uh, animal friendly. They love their they pets. Are. So welcome. And if you want to reach out to us, it's toll free. You can also use the Animal Radio app for iPhone or Android to ask your questions. Next week, John O'Hurley will be joining us, as he does every year, to talk about the National Dog Show. That, of course, is Thanksgiving, right after the Macy's Day Parade. And then in the evening, this is really cool, brand new on Fox, the Great American Dog-a-thon. Oh, this is great, because, you know, by the end of the day, or the middle of the day, we were finished with dog TV. Now we got something to look forward to so in the evening. Full of dogs. I know. Kelly yeah. has gone to the dogs on Thanksgiving. Yay. So it's not a turkey day anymore, it's a dog day. Yay. Some of the people in this show are animal radio alumni, like Kristen Bell, Carrie Ananaba, Betty White, Josh Dumal, all going to be on this show. And we have the executive producer, Michael Levitt, joining us. Hi, Michael. How are you doing? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Well, the big host of it. Hillary Swank. Does she have dogs? She has a dog, doesn't she? I love her. Yeah. She does. She's a, she's a, obviously a huge animal advocate and has a, a rescue dog of her own and has had rescue dogs in the past. So tell us, how did this all come about? Well, I actually have some breaking news for you before I answer that question. The first thing I want to tell you is, is that the title of our, of our special has changed. Um, it's actually called... Fox's Cause for Pause, an all-star dog spectacular, is the is the new in, new title, um, and also uh, another bit of breaking news exclusive for you is that uh, Hillary Swank will be co-hosting this special with Jane Lynch. Oh wow, oh. good! Another another uh, animal radio alumni there. Okay, well that's good. That's. Both of them, one's the funny, this is sort of like David, we were talking earlier, David Fry and uh, John, <laughs> John O'Hurley, one's the funny one, one's the, the educated one. Uh-huh. Uh, so that's exciting. What's uh, What will they be talking about? What is, what is the whole crux of it? Well, uh, you had asked me how this came about, so I'll, I'll start with that. Um, I happen to be a producer of uh, live event television, lots of award shows, reality shows, but in my personal life, I, I happen to be a huge dog rescuer. Um, I rescued a dog in 2011 when my sister was dying of cancer, and you know, there's that saying, "Who rescued who?" And I certainly learned that firsthand, uh-huh. you know, when facing a very difficult time in my life. And uh, I rescued a dog named Trooper, and that uh, Trooper's a pit bull, and Trooper is the greatest ambassador for that breed and the most wonderful dog ever. And he rocked my world, and Trooper led to uh, me adopting a second dog named Nelson, who's a boxer pit mix that was a stray in New York City. Um, I sponsored him because I saw him online. He was going to be euthanized uh, in Manhattan, and I reached out and I t- 
talked a, a rescue into saving him based on me sponsoring him, but Nelson had glaucoma, and so nobody adopted him, and, and I kept in touch with the rescue, and six months later, I went to New York, I went to visit and meet Nelson, and that was it, and two days later, Nelson came home to be a part of our family, oh. and, and those two dogs really inspired me to get into rescue, but... As a rescuer, we're saving one dog at a time, but as a television producer, I knew that I could do so much more to come up with something that would have, you know, a massive impact on a national level. And so I came up with this idea with, and the premises that we've seen the entertainment industry come together for Hope for Haiti, uh, Hurricane Katrina, Stand Up for Cancer. Well, now it's time for them to rally for man's best friend. And so the idea is that people will be able to call, or actually not call up, people will be able to uh, adopt, sign up to foster, or donate money that will go to uh, rescue organizations across the country that are on the front lines saving dogs from shelters every day. And that's the premise of the special. Um, I brought the idea to Hillary Swank because I knew she was such a dog lover and animal advocate. Uh, I didn't know Hillary. But to her credit, she looked at my project. The next thing I knew, we were having breakfast. She loved it. We became partners. We developed it together. And after uh, two years of trying, uh, to Fox's credit, it's finally happening. And, and here we are. What, uh, what organizations are going to benefit from this? So the money raised will go to the Pet Finder Foundation. Um, and the Pet Finder Foundation, which you may know, is actually set up to distribute money to rescues across the country through a grant writing process. Um, it was really important to Hillary and myself that the money raised actually goes to these rescues that, as I said, are on the front lines actually doing the work. And so any 501c3 rescue that is doing great work will have the opportunity to apply for a grant via the Pet Finder Foundation. Mm, it sounds great. Now, a little bit about the programming. We're going to have tales of rescue and uh, viral videos, or what What all is going to be on the program? Well, when we pitched the show, we were very clear that it, this is not going to be a sad show. It's going to be really a celebration of what uh, adopting a dog brings to our lives and the joy of rescuing, and that's really our focus. So um, we are going to make people laugh. We are going to make them cry. But at the end of the day, uh, every story on this show is going to be is going to have a happy ending, and and so throughout the special, we're going to uh, we're going to celebrate rescue organizations that are doing great work. We're going to feature approximately forty to fifty dogs that will be uh, that we will profile from various parts of the country um, that are up for adoption. So viewers, if they see a dog that they like, they can go to our website. Um, which is fox.com slash cause for pause, and they can click on the profile of that dog and fill out a pre-adoption application, and we'll collect those applications, and those will be distributed to the respective rescues that are backing each dog, and those rescues will be responsible for the adoption process at that point. And then viewers will also be able to enter their zip code on our website and immediately be linked to hundreds of adoptable animals in their own community. Wow, it's it's educational and functional programming and entertaining programming. And happy. And entertaining, and yeah. Happy. We have the Olate dogs that won America's Got Talent. 
We're going to have some really fun uh, dog uh, games that involve dogs and celebrities throughout the special. It's really meant to be um, a lot of fun and creating awareness at the same time and meant for the entire family to enjoy uh, after their Thanksgiving dinner. We are with um, executive producer Michael Levitt. Who's uh, putting together this whole puppy? And I got to tell you, it's a big show to put together. But you're used to this. You do that kind of thing. You, your your background is putting together these live reality type of shows, and it airs Thanksgiving evening, November twenty seventh at uh, eight to ten p.m. Eastern and Pacific on Fox. So after you do the dog show, and then you have all that, finish the leftovers, of course, because <laughs> you're going to want sandwiches and more pie and stuff. And then uh, this will kick off in the evening. A great way to end the day on a real happy and warm, fuzzy note, huh? And Hillary Swank is now, we just found out, is co-hosting with Jane Lynch. It's called Fox's Causes for Pause. Cause for Pause? Causes for Pause? Fox's Cause for Pause and All-Star Dog Spectacular. We'll put all this information over at the Animal Radio website. Are you going to get Hillary Swank on the, uh, on the air with us? Uh, I can do my best. She's a... Uh... I don't know where she is right now, but I'm, I'm always happy to reach out and try my best to, to get her on board for whatever we can to create awareness for the special. Well, uh, Judy's been booking all of these male hunk kind of guys, and we just, uh, <laughs> Joey and I are a little... Yeah, we need a, a you good female, on, you know. On, on, yes. Exactly. Even a playing field here. Yes. Hey. I'm with you. There you go. I don't see a problem with what I've been doing. Uh, Michael, <laughs> you've been doing a fine job. Michael, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you so much. I can't much wait to see it. This letting thing. people be aware of, of the, the special. We're very excited. Uh, let's head back to the phones. Toll free 1-866-405-8405 for your calls right now. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Hi, this is Betty White. All us animal lovers love animal radio. Please help every way you can to make life better for our animals. This is Animal Radio. Let's take another one for Dr. Debbie. We have Roy on the phone. Hey, Roy. Hi, how are you today? Very good. How are you? Good. You sound so cheery. Good. And happy happy holidays. Thank you. I have a uh, little three-year-old chihuahua. His name is MacGyver. <laughs> and I, like I buy him. I try, to, try not to feed him uh, any food with uh, corn, uh, wheat, or soy in it. So I got the, uh, the buffalo blue. He's been eating that for several years, but he doesn't really eat it. Like, he'll go to the bowl, he'll eat it, he'll have, he'll take one kibble, turn away, chew it, come back, chew another one, go back, and he'll do that maybe a couple times, and then they'll stop eating it. I'm wondering, it's like, is there anything I can mix in with it that he'll eat the kibbles and everything, or... Yeah, and you know, I guess I I would make that decision based a little bit on what he's looking like and if he's eating that food during the day. So if he's in good body condition and he's just a grazer and he likes to pick up that one kibble, walk away and nibble, that's fine with me. Some some pets, that is just their pattern of eating. And so especially if he's in good weight or if he's on the heavy side, I don't think we need to necessarily encourage appetite in those situations. And, and I would just let him have his normal eating style. But we would want to make sure that there isn't some undetected health problem that could be causing him to not eat so eagerly. So if he were here in front of me, the first thing I would do is look in his mouth. Chihuahuas notoriously can have some problems with their teeth. If we've got any bum teeth in there, we need to address that and make sure that those are taken care of. Well, that is true because he did have uh, two extracted like about seven to eight months ago. Okay. 
might be a reason just to take another peek in there. Um, okay. But there are some other things that will cause a dog to not be a, a hearty eater, and they're kind of more internal, inflammatory bowel disease, or even some liver problems. You know, those kind of things can also cause them to kind of be off on their food. So if he's losing weight or skinny and not eating well, then that would take us in a different direction where we'd talk about doing more like lab work to um, determine what might be going on there. I see. Well, well, thank you very, very much for answering my question. I really do appreciate that. Thanks my for pleasure. one 405 8405 to connect with the Dream Team. Hey, Glenn. Hi, how you doing? Good. Where are you calling from? Uh, from Southern Oregon. It's a beautiful place, isn't it? It is. It is. I like it here. So what's going on with your animals? I got Dr. Debbie right here. Hi there. Um, hi, how you doing, Dr. Debbie? Uh, Coach, I'm doing great. This is the first time I've heard your radio show, and I think oh, I'll okay. listen to it now. So, um, oh, great. Right now we have an eight-year-old Vizla male, and the strange thing is he will not eat out of his food bowl. Dry food. He, okay. he has to tip the bowl over, and he'll eat it off the floor, or if you take a handful out and put it on the floor, he'll eat it on the floor. We've changed bowls like four or five times. I'm just wondering why, why he does that. Is that just some idiosyncrasy that he has? Yeah, it could just be an idiosyncrasy because some dogs have this where, you know, they'll either paw the little kibbles out and put them on the ground or pick them up with their mouth and set them to the side and then ingest them. Um, the first thing I always do is I look at the, the feeding arrangement and I'll start with that. So if they're in a round bowl with high sides, I'll go to actually like a platter, um, mm-hmm. different styles of bowls, uh, ceramic versus stainless steel. I've had dogs that don't like their reflection in stainless steel. Um, um, and then also just changing the site that you're feeding. So not just playing with bowls, but going from, you know, say a carpeted area to a tiled area, uh, different parts of the house. And if none of that changes and he still does this behavior, then I just kind of say, eh, he's got a little quirk. So uh, you know, he, he likes to serve himself, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thank you for the call. Radio, my friend, toll free one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five, and uh, it is that time of year again for the Kimpton's fourth annual pet photo contest. This is always very exciting because the folks here at Animal Radio get to <laughs> we get pick to pick yay. for the finalists. I know Debbie, you 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 enjoy that. I do, and I like I'm looking at the list of previous winners. I'm like, oh, I remember that one. I voted for that one. <laughs> we uh, we have on the phone top dog and senior vice president of inspiration and creativity for Kimpton Hotels, Mr. Stephen Panetti. How are you doing, Steve? Good morning, you guys. I'm doing pretty good. I I love the top dog title. I got to get another set of business cards. I think with that on it. You guys now have what is it? Fifty boutique hotels and restaurants across the U.S. You know, it's been a long, it's been a fast year for us since we talked. We're now up to 62 hotels uh, nationwide. Uh, we just opened up down in uh, Goleta near Santa Barbara, oh, wow. Savannah, in uh, in uh, Georgia, and and uh, we're rolling and we're growing, and it's been pretty exciting, actually. For those of you that are new to Animal Radio or don't know, Kimpton is the tops when it comes to pet friendliness. Because they, I mean, they roll out the red carpet. We've we've had the opportunity to stay at a couple of the uh, properties with Ladybug, the studio stunt dog. Tell us a little bit about the hotels. Are all sixty two pet friendly? Yes, they are. You know, it's funny. Uh, we, it's not the red carpet anymore. We've re uh, we're uh, we're rolling out the grass carpet. Okay, as well. okay. So uh, <laughs> just try to stay 
stay in the mode uh, if we can. Uh-huh. But no, the ho- uh, the hotels are doing great. And you're right. Uh, you know, the whole thing about uh, pet friendly. It's um, you know, it goes back to when Bill Kempton founded the company, and and you know, pets were a big part of his family. Um, we try to treat our guests like their family. I guess it's kind of if you're if you're there for the very first time at one of our hotels, um, you're a guest in our house. And if you repeat and come back, well, now now you're a friend and you're part of family. And so, when the pets come along, you know they should be recognized and, and respected as a as a family member, as a guest. Um, you've heard me use the analogy. It would be like me charging extra for somebody that weighs over 250 pounds, or charging extra for bringing three kids or whatever it might be. We don't do that, so why should we do it with our pet guests? Yeah, awesome. there's, there's no extra fees, yeah. and there's no waiter size restrictions, and there's no limited amount of the pets. And I believe that even if you show up in some properties, if you show up without a pet and you want, like, a fish, you have a goldfish program? We do. We have our guppy love. Guppy love. We, we, uh, well, there's, you know, we are somewhat clear about the emotional connection that people have with their pets, and that people have that sensibility. And we figured, well, it's kind of the replacement pet while you're on the road. It's, we have goldfish that will bring up to the room, and we know that a, a living, breathing entity in the room like that it helps reduce stress. About a third of the people who ask for a goldfish are not necessarily pet owners. Oh. It just uh, has a calming effect. What do you see, mostly dogs? Yeah, pretty much. Dogs are, are pretty much it. But, you know, we've had, you know, the birds and the fish, you know, the rabbits, the ferrets. We've had iguanas. We've had two pythons check in. <laughs> and for, fortunately, we had two pythons check out. Good. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly, if you're traveling around, you want to check out Kimpton Hotels. Now on to the dirty business here of the contest. It's the Kimpton's fourth annual pet photo contest. It kicks off Monday night. Tell us how we can enter. I know. It's like a competition. Everybody sits on the edge of their seats. But, uh, well, there's two ways you can do this. Um, Maybe the easiest is just go to Kimpton Hotel website. Um, and the information is there, but you could go to kimptonhotels.com forward slash pet contest. And we'll, of That'll course, be- link to everything you've heard on today's show over at Animal Radio. So if you missed that, we'll let, we'll have links over at the, the website. And then, and anybody who's new to the pro, or actually anybody who's been part of the contest in the past will recognize that there's been a change in the actual structure, the physical structure, the format, where it's more of a Facebook looking type of a process which is actually easier um and people can also upload a photo on twitter or instagram uh using the hashtag kimpton pet contest 2014 and what's up for grabs this year well you know we've got a pretty awesome program you know we've got the ultimate hospitality getaway where it's a three-night stay at any of our hotels. Mm-hmm. You know, JetBlue has just been such an awesome partner. They are the pet-friendly airline, if you will. So they pop for a couple of tickets. Um, along, uh, we also include in uh, the ticket for the pet if they choose to bring their pet. And then we've got some awesome, um, kind of the ultimate gift basket, if you will, that includes elements from Olive Green Dog and Polka Dot Bakery and uh, Bergen and Pasta. Post click, hard for me to say, and Fido Friendly Magazine. But we've got some some really awesome national partners that help us make this program go, and and they're more than happy to 
chip in and do what they can for the winner as well. Okay, so it's up to the viewer to go on over to the website and vote for their favorite ones, and then we'll see, what is it, the last, how many will we see in the end here at the studio? Well, you're going to get the final five. Final five. My my job's the easiest. I just got to pull all this together. You have to actually pick from the final five Okay. Um, the ultimate winner. Are we are we up to it, guys? Doctor Debbie, are you so. up to it? I think so. We're, we're ready. I'm ready for it. Okay. Yes. <laughs> we're very excited. Last year, uh, I remember Petey. He was a Boston Terrier one, and then the the year before, a Bull Terrier. There's been a kind of a couple of years of terriers, and then uh, I believe uh, no, last year no, was a Raven was in there somewhere. Yeah, the yeah. Rottweiler was oh, Raven. So if you have a animal that just needs to be seen that you think could win this contest, definitely head on over. I do, I do. You can't enter. I'm sorry, unfortunately. Wow. Every year I try. Yeah, sorry about that. It's no. What is that? Your friends and family of the radio station or the hotel company cannot participate, right? Or, or, how about yeah. anybody that's voting shouldn't? You, how about that, Judy? <laughs> you know, you're voting. <laughs> uh, check out Kimpton Hotels. The website KimptonHotels.com or call one eight hundred Kimpton. That's K-I-M-P-T-O-N and of course links to everything you've heard on today's show over at AnimalRadio.com Stephen, you're a busy guy. I'm going to let you get back to work. Thanks, you guys. Hey, it's flown by once again. Thank you so much for joining us. Remember, you can listen all week long or ask your questions directly from the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. It's a free download thanks to those folks over at Dr. Foster's and Smith. I also want to thank our hero of the week, Mary Fayette, David Fry, and Michael Levitt for joining us today. Remember to check out Dr. Debbie's books, Yorkshire Terriers, Shih Tzus, Bugs, and Mini Schnauzers, How to Be Your Dog's Best Friend. We have links over at the Animal Radio website. We have links to everything you heard over there. Have yourself a great week. Bye-bye. This is Animal Radio Network.